0: Welcome back to another edition of the Paycast. I'm your host, Michael Pagani, joined alongside Toronto Marlies defenseman, Joe Dusak. Uh, Joe, how are you today?
1: Good. How are you?
0: I'm trying to do as a, as best as I can during these unfortunate times, you know, and a lot of people have turned towards Netflix during these unfortunate times. What have you been doing during quarantine?
1: Uh, just kind of the same thing, uh, hanging out, working out, can't really get on the ice, so just... Uh going to this private gym uh that I work out at and just uh really trying to focus on getting bigger and stronger for uh whenever the season starts
0: and have you been working out with any of your teammates
1: no I work out with a guy from here from Long Island uh my buddy Eric Linnell who goes to UConn
0: okay that well at least you're working out with someone who plays uh almost at the same level that you do you know
1: yeah exactly uh He's a year younger than me, and he's going to be, a—I want to say, a sophomore at UConn. So uh, he's a good player. Getting into your story a bit here, who
0: influenced you to start hockey?
1: Um, I think it was my cousin, Ziggy. played at Merrimack for a while and then uh, played USA Roller hockey for a pretty long time. And then he just kind of got me on the ice when I was really young, and it just took off from there.
0: And growing up in New York, what team did you side with?
1: Uh, the Islanders. It's right down the road from uh, from my house here, like a five-minute drive, Nassau Coliseum. So um, that's where I grew up, going to games and stuff.
0: Were you ever a season ticket holder?
1: Uh, no, I was not. Um, I would just go to games occasionally when I could go. But, uh, no, I, I wasn't a season ticket holder.
0: New York is known for their tourism uh, along with their sports. So what would you say is the best tourist spot in New York?
1: Uh, probably anywhere in the city. Uh, going to see the Freedom Tower now, where, uh, 9-11 Towers used to be. Um, and then, uh, maybe just, yeah, anything in the city, really. You got Rockefeller Center there, um, the Empire State Building, uh, Statue of Liberty, all that stuff's in New York City. So anything in New York City is probably a a good tourist attraction.
0: And have you been to an Islanders and Rangers uh, matchup?
1: Yeah, I have. When I was little, I used to go to all the games the Islanders and Rangers used to play. Those games used to get wild, especially in the stands. Those those guys hate each other. All the fans hate each other. So um, things used to get wild in uh, both Nassau Coliseum and then Madison Square Garden.
0: How excited are you for August 1st, the official date when hockey is uh, starting up?
1: Yeah, right. it should be fun. I mean, um, for hockey to come out and be able to start playing again and Hopefully, uh, this gains some traction for fans to uh, really start loving the game, and hopefully, get new fans to come board. And because people just want to watch sports now, so hopefully, it's exciting and it's good for the sport and it's good for the game.
0: Was there a player who you wanted to model your game after?
1: Uh, recently or? Well, just like growing up. Growing up, um, growing up, I was a forward, so probably. When I was growing up, I, I loved watching Datsuk play and guys like that, the skill level of those forwards. And then uh, nowadays, probably just watching guys like uh, Tory Krug and Jared Spurgeon and uh, Shane Gothisfer, those smaller defensemen that able to move the puck. So,
0: And would you be able to speak upon your road to where you are today, some of the challenges you faced or some of the successes you've had?
1: Uh, yeah, I kind of took the longer route, uh, kind of went to a college that nobody really knows about. And before that, didn't really uh, play in the USHL or the NHL or places like that on the way to college. Um, I played at home, played locally, and just kind of just took the long route and just stuck to my game and knew my capabilities. And uh, that's what I'm continuing to do.
0: A lot of successful NHL players have gone uh, undrafted, you know, names like Martin St. Louis, Ed Belfort, and Curtis Joseph, uh, to name a few. Does that provide any motivation for you to prove those critics wrong?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, everybody growing up wants to get drafted. You want to be uh, one of the top prospects. I never was that. Um, but it's really what you do uh, during those crucial years from like 18 to 21, where you could really just get in the gym and kind of work and no one's looking and nobody's really paying attention to you. And you can kind of catch those guys that were high-end prospects. So um that's what I, I've done and I continue to do and hopefully it uh one day pays off.
0: You played at Mercyhurst College. Would you be able to speak upon that experience?
1: Uh yeah, it was unbelievable those three years there. Uh the coaching staff and all my teammates there were unbelievable. Just the school. Um, everybody supported you and wanted you to succeed. So um, I have nothing but great things to say about that place. Uh, uh, I miss my senior year, and I miss being with the guys my senior year because that's your class and you want to graduate. But, um, yeah, it was it was a uh, unbelievable time there. In 2018-19,
0: you finished at Mercyhurst College. How did you get to play for the Toronto Marlies from there?
1: Um, I finished the season, and then I uh, signed my uh, contract with the Leafs, and they said – to come out and start practicing with the, with the Marlies. And that's what I did. And we kind of made a deep playoff run and yeah, the rest is kind of history.
0: Like you mentioned, you did get to play in the Calder Cup playoffs. How did you make your, how did you, uh, you know, raise your game to the expected level?
1: Um, I kind of feel like I'm just a guy who likes to, uh, likes to be in the moment, likes to uh, those pressure situations. I always feel like, um, I play better when things are on the line, or, or if we're down goals or stuff like that, when we really need to score. Um, so I, I really, I really just kind of take it upon myself, even this year when we're down goals, just to try to help the team win. But uh, I didn't really have to elevate the game. Like I, I kind of, my game just elevates whenever those pressure situations uh, occur.
0: In the 2019-20 season, you started in the ECHO one tier low one tier below the AHL. How did you adjust to the different playing styles, if that is correct?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh the ECHL was a good stepping stone for me. Um the different playing styles down there, you only have you have just two less skaters, so there's more ice time down there and um just things like that. Uh it's more uh rigid down there and rough. So uh, being able to get tougher down there and being able to get stronger down there, uh, that really helped my game once I got to the uh, American League.
0: In the concluding stages of the season, you like you mentioned, you got promoted to the American Hockey League. What was that feeling like?
1: Well, it was good. I mean, you obviously want to make it to the NHL and keep climbing the ladders. So whenever you get called up uh, anywhere, you want to stay up and just try to prove yourself. And that's what uh, I think everyone's just trying to do.
0: Was there someone in the ECHL or AHL that really helped you develop your game?
1: Yeah, I think all the uh, coaches really are, uh, are just kind of uh, helping you try to get to wherever you need to go and do the things you need to do. So I think uh, the head coach down there, John Snowden and uh, Darrell Williams, the, the two coaches down there and Adam Party, uh they really helped you into your game. And then once you got called up, uh, AJ McLean and Rob Davison and Greg Moore, Uh, they, they try to help you out and they, everybody in the organization is just there to, uh, try to help you reach your potential.
0: Since you are in the AHL, what's it like knowing that each game could be your last game, given the fact that you could get called up to the NHL? Uh,
1: you kind of don't really think about that. You kind of just go out and play every, every game, uh, just uh, trying to get better and trying to work on things. And uh, even during practice, you're just trying to work on things. So I, I don't think anybody really thinks about that. You're just trying to play well, and then hopefully that call comes whenever whenever it does.
0: And how did you find out the season was getting canceled?
1: Uh, we were on the road in Bridgeport, I think. And uh, after the game, uh, you're on your phone, and you look at Twitter, and there's stuff. and. The NBA had just canceled their season. We were like, whoa, that's weird. And then uh, everything was kind of mayhem. We got back to the hotel. They were like, just stay put. And the next morning, we saw that uh, we got an email that the season that we're going back to Toronto and we're taking the bus. And the season wasn't over yet, but uh, we had a good indication that it was probably going to be.
0: When you do play the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, that's the Islanders farm team, uh, does your family come out a lot? Because obviously you're from Long Island.
1: Yeah, that's the game that most of my family comes out. And I know a lot of people uh, from the Islanders organization. Growing up, you're always skating at their rink. So you know a lot of their media people and uh, their development staff and people like that. They're always at the rink and you just get to know them just by through talking. So uh, when you're in uh, Bridgeport, you see a lot of people and even the referees or local referees. So, you know, it, literally everyone in the building and uh, it's kind of cool. Was there a team in specific that was really hard to play against? A teammate or a team? A team, sorry. A team in specific. Oh, oh uh, uh, I don't, I don't really know a team that's hard to play against. Uh, I, all teams are pretty hard to play against. I wouldn't say that one team is the hardest. Uh, everybody plays a different style. So it's just about adapting and, and, uh, watching video and trying to get that, trying to execute your game plan for fitting their style. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't say one team is the hardest.
0: What are some of, uh, are some qualities of your game that you like and how do you keep that quality consistent?
1: Um, I think just from my offensive standpoint, I, I like what I do offensively with the puck. Um, I need to work on a lot of my defensive stuff, my, uh, my positioning and my structure in the D zone. But uh, offensively, I think uh, when I have the puck on my stick and I'm just playing my free-flowing game, I I, I feel comfortable. So whenever uh, I have the puck, I feel that's when my uh, strengths are.
0: And what are some qualities of your game that you could improve and how do you go about improving that?
1: The, like I said, my defensive game and probably my strength. Uh, the strength part's pretty easy, pretty simple. You just get in the gym and you work out and – get bigger and stronger and faster. And then the defensive game is all about watching video and trying to just stay mentally engaged during the game and during practice and just trying to learn from a defensive, like a defensive defenseman and try to take their tips and how they play the game. And just uh, working with the coaches daily is probably the biggest thing.
0: Would you be able to take me through your typical game day routine?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think normally it just depends what time the game is. If it's a 7 o'clock game, we wake up, we go to the rink, eat breakfast, um, do our pregame skate, uh, get back. We usually uh, eat pregame meal there, whatever, uh, pregame lunch. And then we come back and we're just kind of laying around. I take a nap, um, wake up, get to the rink around 5, go in, tape my stick, uh, do the, um, uh, massage gun that I normally do I'm trying to think. Cause it's been so long Yeah. Uh, and then play some soccer, warm up, put on my, my gear and get out there and just go through the on ice warm up. And then, yeah, it's kind of time for the game. I'm pretty laid back during all game, game days and stuff. Like I'm usually the loose one and just kind of having fun. I'm not too serious. So.
0: Does the tape color matter? Because if you're on a bad streak, do you switch that up?
1: No, I usually use black every game. Um, Yeah, that's my usual go-to tape color is black. And uh, for practice, I go white. I don't know why I do it. I just go practice white, game black. But that's just what I've been doing since probably I was like 13. So I just continue doing it. And whatever it is, it is.
0: There's various tape jobs out there. Do you take one in specific or do you switch them up every so often?
1: No, I, I've been using the same stick, same curve, same flex since I was 14. Like I just do the same thing up top. I have some grip tape on the bottom. I have black tape and the black tape I started from the heel, go towards the toe and I end on my backhand. I don't do the toe. I just go towards the toe. And then whenever I feel is long enough, I just rip it off and I put the extra tape on my backhand and that's about it.
0: How busy would you say you are during the season?
1: Uh, not too busy. You're working out and skating skating when you're during practice days and you have game days. So um you're not too busy. You're kind of just going through uh going through each day, taking it one day at a time and trying to figure out uh just that day and get through that day and then on to the next day and whatever is next day's plan, do that. So I don't think it's too, uh, too crazy.
0: How do you stay busy during the off season since there's so much downtime?
1: Yeah, I normally work out, um, five times a week, uh, skate. Now I try and skate three times during when you couldn't skate, you're just no times, but, uh, I try to skate three times a week. Um, and then I live on Long Island, so there's a lot of beaches here and, and uh, it's good weather right now, so hanging out with friends, uh, playing some Xbox, uh, that's about it. You just you just kind of find, find a way to occupy your time, and then once it's, uh, the day's over, you look forward to the next day.
0: And have you been a part of a teddy bear toss game?
1: Uh, I don't think I have, to be honest. I don't think so, no.
0: Moving on to the next question, then. Uh, throughout your playing career, uh, who would you say is the best and worst teammate to room with on a road trip?
1: Oh, I don't even know. Uh, just in pro, just with the Marlies?
0: Yeah, well, it could be with the Marlies. It could be at Mercyhurst. Just throughout your playing career.
1: Um, during uh, college, uh, I don't know. I had a lot of good roommates, James Anderson. At school, Brendan Riley, in um, pro, I only roomed with Mac Hallowell. I've never roomed with someone else other than Mac. Uh, when we were in Newfoundland together, we roomed together at, at home and on the road. And when we were with the Marleys, we roomed together on the road. And when we were in the hotel, we were in the hotel together. So Mac's good roommate. Um, trying to think of a bad roommate. I couldn't uh, I had Brian C who's a good roommate from college I, I like yeah just a bunch of good roommates I don't think I've ever had a bad roommate
0: That's good then cuz at least the you know with bad roommates they might keep you up like you know doing wacky
1: stuff Yeah the yeah I don't think I'm trying to think of of a bad roommate and I just can't The guys I've never had a guy who who snored pretty loudly or anything so I don't know I think I've had I've lucked out so far what would you say is your
0: go-to shootout move if you got the chance?
1: Um, I have a couple. I like to go backhand forehand or go five hole. Just depends what the goalie's giving me. It depends where, which way I'm coming down on the goalie, stuff like that. Um, I like to mix it up.
0: Yeah, obviously, because, uh, you know, if goalies uh, take – if the go, goalies watch film from the night before, they might see you do a forehand backhand, and it's good that you mix it up because you want to get inside the goalie's head, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. So you're just trying to mix it up at all times and just try to uh make sure that the goalie's always second guessing himself and you're you're the one in control.
0: I do have a stack of hockey cards next to me. How cool would it be to get your own hockey card?
1: Yeah, I mean that'd be pretty cool. I mean, growing up you see a lot of hockey cards and you collect them kinda. So um yeah, I don't have I don't think I have my own. So hopefully one day someone makes one for me. <laughs>
0: Do you have a funny story to share about your career, whether it is in Mercyhurst or in the Marlies?
1: Um, funny story. I mean, there's a ton of funny stories that you just go through day to day with the guys, and but I don't think I have like a real funny, funny one. Um, but yeah, I think uh, you just every day is a good time with the guys, being around the boys around in the locker room and off the ice and in hotels and even in. Uh, out, out to meals and stuff like that. So uh, we have a good time, I would like to say. With this whole coronavirus pandemic,
0: are you going to cherish hockey just a bit more?
1: Uh, yeah, I think you cherish hockey all the time. You kind of don't realize what, what you're getting to do. You get to play a sport for a living and hang out with your friends every day and not really go to that desk or, or uh, do actual work. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, it's, a, it's a blessing for sure to be playing every day.
0: Last question here on the pay cast, Uh, Joey, do you have any advice for aspiring hockey players?
1: Yeah, I would say just stick to your game. Uh, Believe in yourself. I mean, uh, it's just kind of hard when you're growing up, uh, if you're not that top guy or the, uh, or the, or the hot prospect on the market or stuff like that, you just got to go about your business every day and you got to believe in yourself because no one else will. Uh, That, that includes your parents and stuff like that. You just, to make sure that you believe first. And then I saw something uh, the other day, Will Smith said it, he, like once you start believing in yourself and you start accomplishing things, people will start believing in you and that's when you get your force and momentum behind you. So um, that's pretty much all you have to do.
0: i like to thank Toronto Marley's defenseman, Joey Duzak for joining me on today's podcast. Thank you again, buddy.
1: No problem. Thanks, kid.